And I'm really excited that we're going to be picking up where we left off last week. We started a brand new sermon series titled Unleashed. Y'all say that with me, Unleashed, amen. And so we're going to be on part two of that. And I'm excited to, to drill down a little deeper, go a little deeper. And if you missed last week's message, we're not going to have any recap today, but if you, if you want to catch up, catch it, check out our, our social media pages. Really, you need to get our app. And, and see all that we talked about, but we, we kicked this thing off and we talked about the power that God gives you and me every single day. Did you know that we have the power to unleash life or unleash death, the power to unleash heaven or unleash, we can unleash more Jesus or we can unleash more junk. Somebody say junk. We can unleash love, forgiveness, acceptance, hope. Man, those sound like some good things. Some peace. Who wants some peace? right? Or we can unleash all the junk in the world. More death, more lies, more destruction, more depression, more sin, more anxiety. And so as we kicked this off last week, we talked about the power that God gives us. And really, we all dialed it all back to the fact and the power that rests and resides in this, the Word of God. And the power that God gives us to speak with our words, right? Tell your neighbor your words have power. But God wants us to go beyond not just being filled with our own words, and our own opinions, and just even positivity. I know we could all use some positivity, but that's not going to turn the world upside down for His glory. God wants us to be filled with the power of His Word. Is God's Word in here? Before it can be be in here, it first has to be in here. How does it get in here? i got to be in it every day. We said last week, right, this is, this is the most important book on the face of the planet. Who agrees? Right? And then I said it's the most important book that nobody reads. I think I saw a statistic that said an average American household has six and a half Bibles in it. I don't know how it gets up to be a .5, but probably 5.5 of those Bibles are just sitting somewhere collecting dust. It's become a, a decorative piece in our homes. And God wants us to be in relationship with him. And he wants us to unleash his word. And so if you missed that message, get online, check it out this week. Because as we ended last week, we said we need to step into that power of his word. And then we said we're going to talk about a couple other key things that God gives us to unleash his power. And one of those things is praise. Say that with me, praise. And so we're going to talk about unleashing that power of praise today. Amen. And so look at that first point on your outline. And so the power of our praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. But to unleash its power, we have to open wide our mouths. If you remember from last week, we used Psalms 81.10, and it said, I am the Lord, I have delivered you. Open your, your mouth wide, and I will fill it. The thing is, we have to open our mouths. And praise is more than just a song. Church, praise is more than just music. Praise is more than just a song. Praise is a lifestyle. Praise is a posture. 
Did you know that? Praise is loving God in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Somebody was tracking with me. Y'all, I ain't calling you ugly over here. Let me do that again. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Can you worship God beyond the good days? Can you still worship from who he is when you're going through a season? When you're going through a desert? Do you know how you press through those seasons, through those deserts, through those dry, dead places? You got to open your mouth wide and sing praise. Because in Isaiah, God says, my ways are higher. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And the the thing is, a lot of us, when we go through things, we don't pray about it first. You know, God's not obligated to finish the things that you started. Did I just step on somebody? See, I started this thing, I didn't ask God, I didn't pray about it, I did it. And now I'm in a tough place, and what do I do? I blame God. How messed up is that? See, and if the enemy can twist the plan of God and and twist the word of God and twist who God is, then he separates us from the, the source, the only source of our healing, the only source of our freedom, right? The source that's gonna help us. And so we have to have the power of praise and the enemy wants to snatch that power of praise from your heart from your mind, and from your lips. See, praise doesn't become praise until it's spoken. Until it's spoken. How weird would this be if y'all came to church this morning? And Jennifer and Stephen, thank you guys so much for leading worship. Anybody thankful? How crazy would this be if we all came into church, we're already excited to rock out for Jesus, and they got up here and they just stood Maybe they played a couple notes, a couple keys, a couple chords. And everybody's just kind of like looking around like, what's going on? Jennifer and Stephen are like, we're going to mentally praise Jesus today. (laughs) We're mentally praising Jesus today. This is for somebody. You need to start praying out loud. And not just praying out loud, you need to start praising out loud in your car. And at your dining table, in your living room. Because praise is not manifested until it's spoken. Church, we got to speak out. And the enemy wants to snatch that power of praise. Because when we, when, we, when we praise, we exalt the King of Kings, we put him in his rightful place. And we worship him for who he is, we stop worshiping the problems. We stop worshiping the doubt, the despair, the issues. And we say, Jesus, the good, the bad, the ugly, you're still the same. You're still good. You're the same yesterday, today, and and forevermore. Praise happens when we use our words to glorify. Somebody say glorify. God. Man, he deserves to be glorified for what he did for each and every single one of us. Because he is that. Good is not even the correct term. I don't know if there is a term in the English language to fully describe the magnificence, the glory, the love, 
the perfection of who Jesus Christ for us is. And I don't think a lot of us are even going to fully understand that revelation until he calls us into the gates one day and says, enter in my good and faithful servant. How awesome is that going to be? Who wants to be there? I hope all the hands get raised. I want to be there. I want to be there with you. Amen. And so we're not going to get there if we don't praise. And God wants us not to just praise on Sunday morning and our Sunday's best. He wants you to be able to praise Him on Thursday afternoon at 1.30 when you're about ready to flip a lid at work or blow up on your kids because it's been a crazy, stressful day. He wants you to open your mouth wide. What is your mouth filled with? Is it filled with praises or is it filled with junk? What is your mouth filled with today? What has it been filled with this last week? Look at Hebrews 13, 15. It says, Therefore by him, who? Jesus. Let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our Underline that. Highlight that if you're following along in your Bible or your Bible on your phone. Highlight that. By the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Praise is glorifying God, but it's giving praise with the fruit of our lips. If you're thankful, you should be telling somebody. If you're thankful, you need to remind yourself. I don't know about you. I shared last week. I talk to myself all the time. And anybody else do that? Hey, if that's you, it's okay. You ain't crazy. I have conversations with myself, and guess what? Even the, apart from Christ is messed up. I tell myself all the wrong things. I tell myself the little lies, the little pet. I, I pet them. I, I want to hold on to them. I want, I want to live in this, this fake place. And if I don't pr- open my mouth and praise Jesus for who he is, I'll stay there. God doesn't want us to live that way. He doesn't want us to not live that way. We can't walk in power, church, if we stay in that place. He wants us to open our mouth wide and give him praise. With the fruit of our lips, it says. Giving thanks, magnifying God, telling God who he is, how good he is. All right, look at that next point. I've kind of hit on this a little bit. But this is what you and I have to get and to remember, and I hope it sticks to us today, because praise is not just a mental acknowledgement, right? Praise is not just a mental acknowledgement, it's a verbal expression of thanksgiving. Praise is a sacrifice we offer to God by faith when we open wide our mouths and giving thanks. Praise is that outward expression, excuse me, of love for our God. If we love God if we, if we see God for who he is, that, that love, that revelation has to manifest externally. It has, it has to come out. It has to be expressed. And if we're out and about during our day at, at work or doing errands at uh, Walmart or S&S or, or wherever we are, and if the Holy Spirit sets us up for an opportunity to give God praise, to another Christian in the world, another maybe unbeliever in the world, you and I, I hope and pray that we would answer that call, that we would accept that prompt, that we would open our mouths wide and give God praise for what he's done in our lives, 
what He's doing in our lives, and even better, where He's taking us. Right? Praise is that verbal expression. It's not just that mental, excuse me, acknowledgement. I'm going to go back to this because I think it's so good. Any married folks in the house? God bless you in Jesus' name. Right? How messed up would this be? You know, we need to be told that we're loved. We need to be showed that we're loved. What if you never told your husband, never told your wife that you love them? Say you track on for like a day, a couple days, a week, couple weeks, maybe a month. <laughs> and one day your, your, your spouse looks at you and says, man, is it, are you doing okay? You, you haven't showed me that you love me, you haven't told me that you love me. And you just say, well, I've been telling you I love you every single day in my mind. Right? I've been telling you I love you every day in my mind. I wonder if God wants to be told how much we love him. He deserves it, you know. And see, we can stay in this place, well, I'm praying to God. God, we say it in a real still, soft voice in our mind. I love you, Jesus. I wonder what would happen if we would open up our mouths loud enough to speak and to hear, hear ourselves say, I love you, Jesus. If you can't do that alone in your car, why do you think you'd be able to stand up for him in the real world? You can't say, I love you, Jesus, when you're alone in your car out loud or in the comforts of your home, but you're going to die for Jesus. Right? God wants us to praise with our lips. There's no power in mental praises. Pray about that. Think about that. I don't know about you, whenever I read this, men of faith, they always spoke. They always spoke. Jesus said, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move this mountain. That sounds like good news. Anybody got some mountains? You need them moved? He didn't stop there. So I need the faith of a mustard seed. I don't need all that much. A mustard seed small, but he says, then you'll say to it. I said, he said, then you'll say to it, be moved from here. Mental praises have no power. Some of us are trying to act like Jedis in here. Anybody like Star Wars? We got some Obey Wands in here, right? Mountain move, devil, in my mind. Nothing's changing, probably getting worse, frustrated, angry, ready to quit, blaming God. And God's like, open your mouth in faith. Give me praise and speak to the mountains and it shall be moved, cast it as far as from the east, from the west. We must open our mouths until you unleash your praises with your words and unleash our praises through our actions. Our praise is dead. And as long as you're not praising God, the enemy wins. Look at Psalms 69.30. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures real quick. I, I had a bunch from Psalms. They're on your outline if you want to read them. 
on your own time and your quiet time today. I'm not going to get them all into all of them for time's sake. I'm going to read a couple of them here. Psalm 69.3, just to kind of paint a picture of the power of our praise. And it says, I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. How, how, how do we sing songs? With our mouth, with our words, right? I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. Psalm 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I love that. Enter into his gates. Enter into that quiet place. Enter into that place of worship. Enter into the church on Sunday morning. Enter into your car on the way to work. Enter into your home when you get home from work. Enter into all your relationships with thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. All of the praises that we have to speak to God, to show God, to give him our affections, to, to speak out in and, and all awesomeness and worship God for who he is, it all starts and stops with the love that we have and the thankfulness that we have. Our love for God has to be our prompt of praise. If you're thankful for Jesus, praise him. If you love God, praise him. If he's doing anything good, Praise Him. If the good thing hasn't happened yet, tell your neighbor yet. Praise Him for what is going to happen. We have resources of heaven, but we got to give Him praise, believe, and be thankful, and no matter what season that I'm in. So are you struggling to give God praise? If you're struggling to give God praise, it's probably because you're in a tough place. And that's okay. But what I want to tell you and to show you is, if you can't give God praise right now, the enemy has you right where he wants you. Because if you can't give God praise, he's the only one that can help you. And if the enemy can steal the fruit of your lips, the praise of your mouth, you're not going to get better. You're going to get worse. Right? He's, he's dividing. It's how he comes in. The enemy wants to steal our praise because he knows how powerful it is. Look at that next point. The enemy knows how powerful it is. We need to see how powerful it is. It's a tool. It's a key. It's a, it's a battle cry. It's something that we can fight with every single day. Why aren't we doing it? The enemy sees its power more than we do. The enemy sees its value more than we do. Praise is powerful. This is why the enemy knows how powerful it is. Because it changes the atmosphere. Somebody say atmosphere. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. Y'all, God lives, he inhabits, he lives in his praises. Come on, somebody. Right? That's why it's so awesome when we get together on Sunday mornings and we praise and we worship. What happened in here this morning? The atmosphere, come on, somebody, in this sanctuary changed. Because we weren't letting the world dictate what God says, what we believe. We dictated 
what we're going to do, what we're going to say, what we're going to believe over the problem, over the issue, over the relationship, over the addiction, over the family problem, over your kids, over your, your spouse, over everything. Isn't that what we did here this morning? God wants you to do more than just doing that on Sunday morning. You get to do that Monday through Sunday. You get to dictate the atmosphere of your life. But you got to open your mouth and sing it and declare it and praise it and pray it. Because we, isn't it crazy, God is all powerful, but it gives us the power. The keys of, of heaven, we said last week, Jesus said, I give you the keys of heaven to bind and to loose. We have the keys. The issue is they're in here. And God wants us to move from mental praise to manifesting the physical presence of God by declaring, praying, prophesying. We're going to talk about prophesy next week and the power that it has and speaking life. We can have what we say. Nothing may actually change in that moment. But y'all, we got to think eternally. Because I claim the promise now. Come on, somebody. I'm claiming it now. When it happens, I'm going to even shout for more praise. When it does happen. And so that's where faith comes in. We serve a God of faith. He wants to see your faith on the front end. Maybe we need to be tested to see if we can even be good stewards of that promise. Maybe that's why we have to wait sometimes. God inhabits the praises of his people. I'm not trying to shortchange short the power of corporate praise. Guys, we need corporate praise. And I hope you'll get excited on your way to church, coming to LCHP every Sunday, because it's powerful when you get, when you get a collective group of believers together and we praise and we pray and we worship, something powerful happens, right? I'm not trying to shortchange that. That's powerful, and we need that. And we need churches living and operating in the gifts and in the power of the Holy Spirit. But you have to see the importance and the power of private praise as well. And the only person that can cultivate that private praise is you on a daily basis. And in through your quiet time and in through your reading. And so we need corporate praise, but we need private praise, y'all, as well. Look at Psalms 22.3. This is where it says that he inhabits the praises of his people. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. Israel is God's heartbeat. Israel was the nation of Israel, was, was all the Jews. And, and, and New Testament lingo for you and for me, we're grafted into Israel. We're God's people. If you believe in, in God through his son Jesus. And so, but that word, if you studied out inhabits, it literally means enthroned upon. Isn't that cool? I love that, that, that word, enthroned. And so when we praise God for who he is, we, we put God in his rightful place. We enthrone him. We enthrone King Jesus over everything else. Right? We in, he he's inhabits the praise of his people, and we enthrone him. Look at that next point. Getting a little ahead of myself. So praise is powerful because God is enthroned Upon our praise. Praise takes dominion over our circumstances, refusing to allow Satan to steal, kill, or destroy. 
We can take dominion over our lives, over our families, over our workplaces. The atmosphere of, we can change the atmosphere through our praise. And what you're saying, Pastor E, when I praise God, I enthrone him where he's in his rightful place. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Our praise is what enthrones God. And when we, when we praise God, we set him above all those things. Right? And guess what the Bible says? That one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord over everything. And when he inhabits the praises of his people, he resides, he lives in, and he is enthroned over everything. The thing that is stealing, killing, robbing, destroying that little lie that you just you can't let go of, the, that word that somebody spoke over you, the offense, the hurt, the issue, the test, the trial. When you say, Jesus, I worship you, he is enthroned. And he is bigger than everything. But we need to put him there. Even if I don't put him there, it doesn't change who he is. But when we, by faith, do that, now he can come reside, live. See, we, God is, is perfect, but he's, I know this, he's a gentleman. He wants to be invited, y'all. He wants to be invited into the fight, invited into the hurt, invited into the issue. And how do we invite him? Y'all ain't even thought of this. It's so easy. You just gotta praise him. Have you ever had somebody say something really nice about you? Anybody? Just a, just a genuine compliment. What happened when you heard that compliment in here? You probably felt good, right? Maybe went like two or three weeks without a compliment at all. And it took that one person to notice, and they didn't just notice. What did they do? They went to you, and they told you. And I bet when they told you, they could have invited you to anything they was about to do, and you probably would have said, yeah, sign me up. I'll go with you. Right? Man, you just made me feel so good. You have no idea. You didn't tell them that. You probably said, well, thank you so much. You got your car like, Hallelujah. Right, but if they would have said, hey, I'm having a party at my house, you'd be like, what, really? Okay, let's, let's, let's go hang out. This person likes me. No, God is the same way. He wants, to be, he wants to be lavished with love. He wants to be told how awesome he is. He wants to be told how perfect he is. He wants to be worshipped for who he is. And when you do that, He's invited into your life, to the party, so to speak, to where he can, he can begin to work in and through and speak to you and teach you and help you, right? Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I love this. It says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in everything. Now, I know that's a lot easier said than done. I'll preach to myself a little bit. You know, we say everything, and it's like, okay, everything. 
It's a lot easier said than done, but I believe it can be done. We got to slow down enough. We got to be quick to, to we got to be slow to, to, to react and slow to say the wrong things and, and get still before the Lord. And I believe if we do that and everything, we can probably see the good in God in everything. If you would, if you would slow down and get still before the Lord, you know, when your car breaks down, instead of the first word coming out of your mouth being a cuss word, you might say, praise Jesus. Stinking car, right? But praise Jesus. Or when the air unit goes down, instead of flipping a lid and, how am I going to pay for this? And God, why don't you bless my, you could say, praise Jesus. I ain't got to wear a shirt at the house today. <laughs> right? When you get still before the Lord and you invite the Holy Spirit into your life on a daily basis, you'll see the opportunities to see God in everything. There was a guy in Team Challenge I used to go with, and uh, he was that way, man. Everyone wanted to be like him because nothing ever, he never, he never got too emotional. He never flipped out. You couldn't, you couldn't get under his skin, so to speak. And you get 70 guys living together in one, one household for a whole year and a half, and you know how to push each other's buttons, Right? And he would just, just praise Jesus. Just praise Jesus. And every one of us wanted to be like him. Y'all, you don't have authority or you feel like your family's not listening to you or you feel like no one sees you. Or we, we all want to be honored and respected. And maybe if we could just praise Jesus, other people would want to be like us. How do we grow the church? We need Christians that look like Jesus. And Christians need to look like Jesus. And I don't believe Jesus ever lost his cool, except for once. Somebody say once. And that was when he turned up tables upside down because they had turned the sanctuary, the house of God, into a den of thieves. And that got under his skin. But he, he had a righteous indignation. Now, let me backtrack a minute. There's a righteous indignation, y'all, that we can, we can walk in. Did you know that? If what bothers you and the world going on, all this stuff that they want to feed our kids and the lies and all the hypocrisy, and you know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So I've got to go too deep into the woods. There's a righteous indignation that you and I can, can operate in without sinning before God. Did you know that? Apart from that, we don't need to be losing our cool in front of the ones that we love the most. We need to be worshiping God. I wonder what happens when, when something bad happens and your kids look at mom and dad and you're eating at the dinner table and you're going through something tough and you was able to muster enough faith to say, you know what, we are going to believe in God. Maybe it's a bad diagnosis for a loved family member. Or it's something... Some, Something major. And instead of us reacting like the world does, if we would say, we're going to trust God, I wonder what would happen in our children. They would want to be like us. They would want to be like God. They would want to serve God and follow God. Right? Look at Philippians 4.4. 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say Rejoice. <laughs> We must always be striving to find something to give thanks for. And when we find it, rejoice. 
and again, rejoice. <laughs> find it, find it. If you can't find one good thing, yeah, you got something to be thankful for. You find it, you rejoice. And then the Lord will start to show you other things, and you rejoice. And you rejoice, and you rejoice again and again. Look at that last point. Praise is powerful because it dispels the darkness, breaks strongholds, and creates an open heaven. Remember, every word we speak is unleashing the power of heaven or hell. We said that last week, right? God gives us the power to unleash more Jesus or more junk. Life, death, heaven, or hell. When I see that, I should know that when I speak truth, when I speak and speak praises, that it dispels the lies, it dispels darkness, because praise declares truth. Praise declares truth over that thing. God, you're still good. That's truth. God, you're still with me. That's truth. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. That's truth. When you praise, it declares truth. It sets the captives free. Who the sun sets free is. Y'all sound kind of free in here. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Here's the thing. I just reminded you. But you need to remind yourself every day, you need to proclaim who has set you free. Freedom in Jesus. Freedom to say yes to God and no, not today, devil. Freedom. Freedom in Christ, I said. Who's seen Braveheart? Freedom. Freedom. In Christ, you need to reliberate yourself. You don't have to live that way. The enemy's been telling you that. You bought it. You're living that way. He's dictating your life. You can have freedom. Who wants freedom? Raise your hands. But speak it. You got to speak it. Proclaim it with your words and praise. Go on. Don't be shy. Freedom. What would happen if we shouted freedom in here? Freedom. Come on, who wants to go home free? Freedom. In Jesus' name, freedom over our nation. Freedom over our families. Speak it with me, y'all. Freedom at our workplaces. Freedom. Spiritual freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Look at 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his very own people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. When you know, you know. When you know it was Jesus that set you free, you, 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 you know that it was Jesus that set you free. And you ain't shy to tell anybody about it. Because he's that good, and he's the only one that could have done it. He's the only one that did it. Because there's freedom. Because who the Son sets free is free indeed. Look at that last scripture, Psalms 107, 1 through 2. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord 
What does that say? Say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If I've been ransomed, if I've been bought for, there's a price, and it was the most expensive price on the face of the planet, God's very own begotten. The very best of the best of the best took your place, took my place. Ian deserved that death. Ian deserved 39 cattails. Ian deserved pierced hands, pierced feet on a cross. But I've been redeemed by him. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, say so. The redeemed of the Lord say so. If you know he bought you, tell somebody. Remind yourself, but tell somebody, amen. Y'all pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your church, for this amazing congregation. I pray that we would, by faith, speak. That we would not just, by faith, believe in our minds, but we would, by faith, speak in Jesus' name. That we would speak in Jesus' name. God, we worship you. You're all powerful. You're all glory. You're King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and last. You are worthy to be praised. If you're here today, either watching us online or here in the sanctuary, and Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I want you to do something for me. I want you to pray for the lost, please. Pray for the lost right now. But if you're here today, the sanctuary, watching us online, and Jesus Christ is not your personal Savior. You're not in a daily relationship with Him. I want to change that. I want to change that right now. And it's as simple as saying a prayer, believing that He is, saying a prayer, and everything can change. I know it's true because I did it over 12 years ago, and God wrecked my life. And so if you want to give your life to Christ today, what I want you to do is right now, if you're here in a sanctuary or watching this online, if you're in a sanctuary, I want you to stand up right now. Physically, stand up. Amen. There's people standing. Stay standing. Don't worry. No one's watching you. No one's looking at you. I just want you to get still before the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. God's kingdom is growing. I'm going to lead us in a prayer here in a moment. If you're making that decision online, put, put that in the chat for us. Say, hey, I'm making that decision. or I'm praying this prayer. Let us know, please. God is so good. And so what I want to do is lead us all in a prayer. Let's all say it loud and proud with our words. Amen. It's going to go like this. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We accept you. We believe that your Son is the King of Kings. We confess that he is Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. Redeem my future. Please send your Holy Spirit to lead my life until you call me home. In Jesus' name, I pray.
Amen. Amen. So awesome. So awesome. Well, hey, we are so glad that you guys came, had church with us today. We love you very much. If you're new to Liberty or this is your first time, come see me and Pastor Justin.